Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Jeanette Biro is a world-class spiritual medium, channeling beings from the fourth to twelfth dimensions. She connects people to the other side and brings messages to inspire and inform our world. Jeanette has many spiritual guides, angels, ascended masters who are guiding her to support the planet and its ascension. In addition to these remarkable gifts, she has spent soul time on the other side through a near-death experience that allowed her to see and understand our life blueprint and soul journeys work. She has crossed over and back and has a unique insight to guide others on their life path. Prior to a career using her spiritual gifts, Jeanette pursued science, receiving a Bachelor of Kinesiology and a Diploma of Sports Medicine, and practiced as a kinesiologist. She is also a talented singer and musician. Her recent book, Avalon to Aurora, details her near-death experience and the lessons divinely imparted to her to help the reader live a full, a life full of joy, love, and purpose on earth. She shares her divine messages weekly on the Jeanette Biro Biro, podcast and through her group sessions and private readings in her company, Avalon Spirit Incorporated. Welcome to the show. If you haven't subscribed to my newsletter yet, please go to dramyrobbins.com and go ahead and subscribe. Every other week, I send out guided insights called Soul Wisdoms and also give you a little sneak peek as to what's on the show, what you can hear coming up on wherever you get your podcasts, and also what you can join me live on Fireside for. So Fireside is a platform where you can come on, the audience can ask questions and participate in my show. Also, if you haven't been had a chance to check out my Patreon page, just go to Patreon and put in my name, Amy Robbins, and you can see the different levels if you become a subscriber to uh, any of that, then there's little added bonuses that you get at each level, 5, 10, and 20, or whatever you can to support the show. Thank you all for your support and enjoy the show. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I didn't butcher your name too much. No, that's fine. Honestly, it's, is, it's is totally Jeanette, fine. Jeanette, 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 Jeanette. Okay. Jeanette. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to get it right. Eventually. That's Okay. So can you tell us briefly about your near-death experience and did you have these abilities before this experience? Yeah, so um, short answer is yes, I did have them before. So um, I could I could go back retrospectively and say I started recognizing something different at the age of five. So I knew something was different. I was feeling beings or spirits in my room. I couldn't see them yet exactly at that time. Um, so yes, I had them before and I had been working as a practicing medium uh, for about a decade before my near-death experience. So I had a, a, a good working understanding of spirits and the spirit realm, um, but none of that compared to the experience of actually being on the other side uh, during my NDE. It's kind of like I explained to people, like I could tell you all about Egypt, for example. 
right? Or anywhere. I, I could tell you all about Egypt. I could show you pictures, cook you the food and play the music and even give you virtual reality uh, goggles. But until you're standing there in front of the temples with your feet sandy and dusty and smelling the smells and all of that, it's totally different, right? And so that's how the NDE was for me. It was it was a completely different experience on the other side, even though I had a certain amount of experience of astral travel and spirit communication. So tell us what your experience was and what happened to you. Sure. So um, my, my NDE happened as a result of a surgery that I had to have. I was um, severely hemorrhaging from my periods. And uh, it was something that kept happening over the years but for the last two years prior it was getting really really bad and in the last two months before my surgery it was significant that I was on bed rest um, if I walked down the hallway I would be having significant heart palpitations if I raised my voice that was too much energy that my heart started to tighten like I literally did not have enough um, blood in my body let alone enough uh, iron and ferritin my ferritin level was like way in the dumps Anyways, so I had this surgery and when I was on the operating table about to go in, I mean, there's a whole story before that, but specific to the NDE, I had such excitement for some reason about going under. I just was like, I felt like a kid waiting to go on a water slide. And so I remember when they put the mask on me to knock me out, I was like, yes, right? And I just figured I would have some sort of astral journey or something like that. But what happened is I actually wound up on the other side. And my grandmother, um, she's the one that came to get me and brought me to the other side. And I knew without a doubt, I was literally on the other side. And I landed in this kind of park. And it was like a, a summertime park barbecue. And I was walking on the green grass with my bare feet and I could feel and see every blade of grass as I was walking on it. I had the conscious awareness of each blade at the same time as the beautiful blue sky. Um, and I walked into this reunion of souls, of all the souls that I'd known in this lifetime and lifetimes before. And it was these beautiful hugs and reunions and sharing of stories that lasted for hours is what it felt like, even though the whole experience of my NDE was 20 minutes, whereas my experience in what it felt like was like 24 hours. So, so did I, you, did you, when you came back, did they say that you had like coded or it was yeah, just- Yeah, so what happened was um, I had this reunion of souls and then my grandmother took me to this room of the blueprints where we went over my whole blueprint um, of my life. And I'll explain that in a minute. But to answer your question, it was at that point, once we reviewed it, they said, do you want to come back? And I was like, well, yeah, I do. I, I really do. And I was very excited to come back and not, no part of me was fear-based. It wasn't like, please let me back. I was like, yes, I've got stuff to do. And they said, you don't have to come back. You've accomplished everything you need to up to this point. So your body's been weakened that we simply, it was like, the flick of a switch and you'll have a massive heart attack on the table and you'll be done. They won't be able to bring you back. Oh my which is, gosh. I've yeah, chills. which is why I like weakened so much before my surgery. And in my book, I talk about how like my mom before the surgery who spent her life as a nurse on an operating ward, she was like, 
I don't know which doctor is agreeing to do this because I would never do surgery for you in your state. And I was like, no, it's fine, mom. You know, and they'd taken all my levels and everything was fine, medically fine. But she was worried. And it was neat to hear Spirit say, like, we've set you up perfectly, that it's simply if you agree to stay, it was like flicking a switch on my lifeline and done. And they would be saying, we, something happened, we couldn't bring her back. Right? So it was this, um, it was amazing to even understand that aspect of how it can work on the other side, Mm -hmm. of how death and timing of death works and the lead up to death and the choice point. Right. And because I said I wanted to come back, they're like, oh, yeah, no. okay, sure. So, oh, my God, I have so many questions. Okay, (laughs) I want to understand the blueprint. And I also want to understand choice points because I haven't I've had I've talked about it, but not with someone who really understands it and who gets it. So can you speak to this blueprint, which was is that different than a life review? The blueprint? Uh, Kind of. Yeah. So I'll, I'll answer all three of those. It's okay. a great question. Sorry, I'm firing them at you. As no, it's, it's perfect. It, there's a great flow to it. So the blueprint is the life that you design with your guides, angels, whoever that may be on the other side before you come into this physical incarnation. And on that blueprint, you design themes in your life based on what it is your soul wishes to learn. Right. So you may find. um, So if I use somebody who, say, takes a theme of a lot of struggle and say there's a lot of drugs and uh, abandonment and whatnot, they've taken on big, heavy themes in that lifetime to try and transcend and learn from. And when they transcend, they no longer need that experience anymore. Right. And so we'll have different ones. Some people it's to they're coming into life because they want to create a medicine that helps heal uh, a certain disease. And they have the knowledge from past lifetimes or experiences. They know how to come in and make that happen. So that's going to be a big focus, right? It's choices on what the soul wishes to learn or accomplish in that lifetime is what is on the blueprint. And so for me, when I went in, we, with my counsel, um, they rolled up my blueprint that literally looked like a blueprint, but it had this white line on it, which was my lifeline that was like alive and moving. It had this like pulsing white crystalline energy in it. And we reviewed everything up to that point. And so for me, it wasn't the more traditional life review that people do on the other side when they cross over. And that one is usually a life review that sometimes can be like watching it on the screen, some people explain. And I've had spirits explain that. But in the life review, they go through everything that they've done in their life and experience the way that they affected people, both positive and negative, Mm -hmm. from that person's view. And so I didn't have that experience on the other side. We went straight to my blueprint. So I think because it was a choice point piece more so, um, well, no, they're saying it could be both ways. But in my experience, I didn't have to do the screen review. We did it looking at my blueprint like we were looking at plans. Um, And I think because there was going to be a significant change in direction when I came back if I was going to come back. Right. So we looked at my blueprint Mm -hmm. and we reviewed up to that point, this choice point, the point being I had accomplished everything. My first goal was and I had finished it. So if I wanted to stay on the other side, I could having checked off what this life was about to that point. Option A. Right. Okay. But then at this point, they said, if you want to carry on and you want to come back, 
you have the opportunity to rearrange some things in your path going forward. And so I remember being like, what, really? And, and I know my path going forward looked about six inches long on my blueprint, but I don't know what that's in reference to. Because every time I go back into that memory, there's someone standing on this side and I can't see if what was before was only three inches or 12 inches. So I don't have a reference of how long I'm still here. But in these six inches of life still, I got to take out different fuses. It was like these fuses of experiences that were no longer relevant. And so one of those um, that I got conscious memory of was chronic illness. And so growing up, I often had, I was often sick. And a lot of that had to do with hemorrhaging kind of ever since I got my period as a teen. But I always, even as I was younger, I always had illness. And so I literally got to pull out this fuse and then replace it with one of health, um, which doesn't mean I don't catch a cold, but even the colds that I have caught since have not been anything similar to what they used to be. And so it was interesting to put in that because chronic illness was no longer a real needed experience for me because it brought me to the point of what I needed in this lifetime. And so I've, I exchanged a couple other fuses, but I don't know exactly what those are. But they said, well, now that you're agreeing to go back, you have a significant amount of stuff you have to do. And many things will fall into place in rapid succession to get you on your path. And so it was amazing to see, especially when I look back on my life now since 2019, the amount of changes and platforms that were easily created by these synchronistic events so that I can speak about my experience, so that I can share more because the deal was if I was coming back, I had a willingness to step up and share these stories no matter what, right? It's a sharing of stories. So with this for was this your first choice point that you saw because I've I've read and heard there's usually five exit points that we contract throughout our lives and that at mm -hmm. any point we can choose to exit or not exit or that that you know we either get off-roaded or we stay on the road is that what you saw or do what do you know about yeah. that Yeah So um what I've learned from spirits is that it's there can be many, some, some resting lives have one exit point at the very end, right? Um, most people do have multiple. For me, I had one when I was first born because I was born super premature. And so um, that was one choice point. Another one was um, I got H1N1 in 20, what, 2009, uh, what, a week before my wedding. <laughs> Oh and there's a teetering point there. I mean, I wasn't in hospital, but the doctor was like, she's either going to turn one way or the other in a day. We will know within 12 hours. Um, so that could have been another potential choice point. Um, but I know from this point onward, I most likely will sustain it for that final choice point. Right? So I don't, I don't think there's going to be more choice points for me. So then in that case, that would be four okay One, two three four yeah so um but nothing as significant as this one though where i got to be actively involved in the understanding of it yeah that's amazing mm -hmm. and and so when you do you know kind of what your overall goal has been in this life or it, so it was your goal up to that point right like up mm -hmm. to the point of this choice point um 
you had achieved that. Was that Mm -hmm. conscious for you as you were moving through life? Like this feels like something I need to work towards or it just kind of fell into place? Um, So I didn't have a conscious awareness that I myself would have an NDE, although I was always very interested in them. Um, And I've always had this draw, this this soul pulling thing to fulfill certain things in my life. Um, And I believe all those things have brought me to this place of where I am now, you know, different skills and abilities to feel comfortable speaking and sharing my story, uh, feel comfortable writing. Um, Like there's a lot of different pieces, but I can't say that I knew inherently, but every time I took a step up to something more, it felt like it was the right direction. Mm -hmm. So like when I dove into the world of mediumship because it was happening all the time, I knew that was right. And then when I sat in sessions with people and I saw what could come through in helping people mend and heal by making those communications, I knew I was doing part of my purpose. And then as I got into speaking a little bit, I knew that that was part of my purpose somehow. So it's always kind of compounded, but it's never been as clear as it is now since having been on the other side and literally seen the blueprint. Like I got, and and I had been asking for that six months before my NDE. I said, guys, can I just sit down with you somehow? Can we like sit at the boardroom? Can we just talk about what I need to do? Because it just, like, can we have that meeting? And little did I know. I guess be careful what you ask for, right? (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. cautionary tale. Yes, very true. So with this blueprint, do you... Can can we access that without having had an NDE or are you able to, is that something you can you access and also how is that different than akashic records mm, good question so um the access i don't know exactly so it's not something i'm not able to access people's blueprints i have on occasion seen them if it was pertinent for them to know about it but i haven't been able to like go and access the way i can open a door and talk to spirit like i know i can do that um blueprints i can't always I would imagine, though, people would have access to them to a certain degree through meditation or Akashic Records because it very much is the same thing. It's just pertaining to the current lifetime, right? So I didn't see my lifetimes before or my lifetimes to come. I was just looking at, say, that page right there of this one. Okay. Yeah. So it's I would say it's one and the same, but it was just singular to this this experience. And the fuses... That's how you sort of put words to it, right? Yeah. Is like you saw these little things that you kind of moved around to yeah. reorient. It's almost like those choose your own adventure books. Did you mm-hmm. did you read those mm-hmm. as a kid? Right? Yeah. Like if you choose this, this is what happens. If you choose that, that's what happens. Is that yeah. sort of what it was like? Yeah. And it was full knowing of what I was choosing, even though I don't remember all of them. And I wasn't meant to remember. And they said, you're not going to remember all of them. Although I remember doing it. I don't have the memory of what they were, but it was in my best interest not to know. But the health and wellness one was one that I could know Mm. and remember. Because it was important Mm. for my own healing to then remember that I'm no longer sick. Right? Like I needed to know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's amazing. So can we shift a little bit and talk about the different dimensions that you're able to tap into? So Mm -hmm. you you talk about, I think you said you can tap into fourth 
to 12th dimensions. What does that even mean? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah, what does that mean? Um, basically, so dimensions are, are separated by a frequency. So if we think of third dimension alone, in, in like grade eight science, we learned that all matter vibrates. Do you remember that day? They're like, mm -hmm. all matter vibrates. Your pencil is vibrating matter. And so is the desk. And so are you. So within third dimensional reality, there's a range of vibration to make all things 3D, right? Okay. As soon as we increase that frequency, then we step into fourth dimensional reality and fifth dimensional reality and so on and so forth. And so... Each of those dimensional realities um, express themselves differently to the point of not needing to even be physical in any form. So like a fourth dimensional reality can host spirit energy in movement and flow, but also embodiment, but not in third dimensional embodiment. So we can be in fourth, so we can be in fourth dimension emb embodied and also in spirit? Um, not so much embodied, because now we're talking about fourth dimensional consciousness versus fourth dimensional embodiment, right? So if I can put it this way, so we are all 3D in being embodiment, right? Right. Um, because we're on a 3D planet. But the consciousness of the planet is moving up to fifth dimensional consciousness. Right. That, so we're moving. I understand the consciousness piece, yeah. I think, but but for people who yeah. don't, I actually right before we hopped on, that was exactly the podcast that I was recording oh, no was way. around three D consciousness. But can yeah. you just reiterate for people what three D, four D, five D consciousness is? Yeah, so three D consciousness is the one that we're living in right now, which is highly polarized, um, and it is very. Um, uh, for the most part, okay, and these are going to be generalizations, but for the most part, it's very individualistic and it is very separated. Mm -hmm. Fourth D consciousness is when we start recognizing there's something more and we're connected to something greater. And fourth D consciousness is when we start learning a lot of karmic lessons with awareness, right? Like we start being aware, like, mm, this is happening because of this and this, instead of often in 3D consciousness, consciousness will learn that lesson in victim-based Yes, exactly. Right. Why me? So 4D becomes, hmm, something more is happening. And then fifth dimensional consciousness is when we can start to work with the events of what are happening and recognize we have a capacity to shift and change them in our energy and also how we participate and also how we manifest the reality that we live in. Right. So that's sort of the quantum... Yeah. Piece of things. We can create our own reality. Mm -hmm. That piece. Yeah. So so what is the okay, so now let's go back to the dimensions. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, so every every higher dimension moves at a faster rate. So you can have um a light being or a spirit guide that is very much alive in a fifth dimensional place. But when they come to communicate with us in third dimensional reality, they're not going to take an embodiment, right? They're not going to be mm -hmm. physical for us. They're going to be spirit-based, but in their reality, they are embodied. So, I mean, this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but just to give someone context. Yeah, can um, you give an example? Yeah. The planet Venus, um, or even, um, no, let's not use Venus. Let's use the Sirius star system. 
Okay, so the Sirius star system, um, everybody can see the Sirius star. It is connected by Orion. So Orion's belt of three mm -hmm. points to then the brightest star in the sky. And that's okay. the Sirius star system. It is a star, so it is a burning ball of gas. And it is actually a binary star system. So two stars moving around each other, both burning balls of gas in 3D. So not inhabitable, right? Mm -hmm. But in higher dimensional energy, it is inhabited by Syrian beings, light beings of consciousness. Oh, but they boy. live, yeah, they live in a higher dimensional embodiment, which is not 3D. So our 3D understanding is a burning ball of gas, but their higher dimensional uh, embodiment is an actual place. And this is where the human mind is like, what? It doesn't exactly. make sense. I just became like that, that exploding star. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. And, you know, and that's why I was going to say even like Venus, for example, um, has beings in 3d, it is not inhabitable, but in, uh, 5d it is right. So we we have so because to step that's the dimension of that planet the vibration of that planet is a five dimensional vibration so it's inhabitable um, by fifth dimensional yes and no because even on our planet here in 3d we also can have different dimensions happening at the same time so we have fourth dimension on our planet we have fifth dimension on our planet but we are present and embodied as we're talking right now in third dimensional physical reality. So are the fourth and fifth, are the other dimensions you say embodied, but you don't mean embodied like in a body. It would be in a higher dimensional body form until you get to the highest dimensions like 12th dimension and that's light energy. And so those beings are light and they'll come through as light. It doesn't require physicality. Oh so physicality God. can happen in many different frequencies and dimensions, which is why the, the whole conversation about dimensions is so vast and complex because it's not as linear and simple as we understand things in 3D. Right. Right. Because right? third dimensional reality has a very linear structured com uh, context, but in higher dimensions, it's not always linear. Things can exist like this all at the same time. Instead of here, they exist like this. So when we talk about like alien life forms, yeah, are we talking about different dimensions of reality? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Different dimensions of reality and the higher ascended a society or civilization is, the more they can maneuver through dimensions. So we're like 1D at this point. We're, we're pretty limited, <laughs> honestly. We're pretty limited. And we're just cusping on these really uh, expanded views. But, you know, physicists and astrophysicists and uh, all that kind of stuff, they've been talking about these theories for a long time. They just don't know how to prove it because they're trying to do so from a third dimensional standpoint. Right, right. Which is that hard. part I get. We're trying, we're trying, I'm trying right now to understand this exactly. from a third dimensional perspective yeah. to try to put it in those words. And what you're saying is it's not communicable in that way. It's very challenging. Yeah. So yeah. what is... What, how do you know this? Like, where do you get this information? 
Um, a lot of it has been uh, brought down to me from different guides, um, ascended masters, uh, and different light beings of sorts. So I know that sounds crazy, and, and I, I understand that aspect. And I have a very analytical mind as well, because as you said in the beginning, um, I have a science-based mind doing kinesiology. I like proof. I like tangibility. And so anytime any of the guides have brought stuff to me, um, I'll be like, okay, show me, prove it, show me something, make it happen. You know, and so they've always brought it through in a way that makes it tangible for me. Um, the thing is, is as my own consciousness has opened up, though, what is tangible for me now may not sound tangible to somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I could say, well, this came through from this being because he was literally in my living room and I sat and talked with him for half an hour and he, he was there. But somebody else who can't hit, say, fifth dimensional consciousness to see right. it won't see it. Right. So I don't Do always you see mean. it visually or is it you're using people ask me this stuff all the time, but you're using yeah. your clairs to tap into this. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Sometimes they'll bring through messages very earth-based if need be. Um, uh, like they may give me an insight or an understanding of something. And I could say, this is really out there. I need you to give me an accurate, but like valid point earth-based thing, something mm -hmm. tangible. And they'll say, okay, uh, we're going to have a white fox run across your path tomorrow. Right. I'm not saying a white fox, but something like that, something right, right, totally right. out there. And then the next day, literally a white fox will run across my path. And so what is that then validating for you? The, validating their, their, what they've just shared? Yeah, they're validating the info or they'll share something and they'll say, you're learning this piece of information because watch this and this and this is going to unfold next week. And it's pertaining to this higher awareness. And I'll say, okay, and I'll wait and I'll see. And sure enough, that and that and that unfolds in the media or something. Gotcha. Yeah. So how can we access these beings? So um, for people, so first of all, there has to be a willingness mm -hmm. and a willingness for people to even entertain something more. Because for anybody that's like, this is bogus, it's not happening. I mean, that's fair enough. And I absolutely honor everybody where they're at. Um, but it won't likely happen then for someone who's closed off. So you have to even at least have an interest. It doesn't mean you have to be clairvoyant to start or anything, but you have to be open to there being something more. And then you start asking questions. And you ask the universe questions. Ask God, creator, universe, source, whatever your word is for it. Ask them to start showing you the realities behind what's happening or the realities of how things are or the greater cosmic understandings. And those, it'll start to pull you along to help discover it. And then the other thing too, um, which Spirit always tells me is there's so much written word on our planet. There's so many people who've been inspired to write stuff of consciousness mm -hmm. on our planet. And so libraries and bookstores are a beautiful place to source out stuff. And if you find a book and you feel called to it, Follow that calling because most likely there'll be information in there that's answering some of the questions you're pondering. Have you heard of this galactic? The Galactic Federation? Yes. 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 Yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? 
We're, yeah. we're going we're going big here. I've never <laughs> I gone know, this right? big in this in this podcast. So I know I'm following your lead. I'm like, are you sure we're going? Like, I'll go, but are you sure we're going? Let's go. We're in it already. We're we're a half hour in. Let's keep going. Okay. So the Galactic Federation of Light um, is for, in very basic terms, an extraterrestrial federation of beings of higher consciousness. Uh, from many different areas that are here to help humanity ascend because earth and those on earth are meant to ascend in consciousness to then further help out other places. So the Galactic Federation is made They're up of- They're not doing a good enough job. That, oh, I have had so many <laughs> arguments with them being like, guys, you need to show up. You need to, you know, but they are- I'm going to talk to them too. Yeah, there's stuff in the works, um, though. And I will say that there's stuff in the works for them to show up more. Um, and they're making more of a presence now, which is why we're hearing more stuff in the media. Right? Like they're talking more about oh. alien contact and they're talking more about it. But they're also putting a spin on it of fear, which drives me nuts. Because, yes, there's light and dark everywhere you go. But the majority of the Galactic Federation are here to help humanity ascend in technology, in wellness, in consciousness, in spirituality, um, back to the consciousness we had in ancient days. And mm. so <clears throat> the they, yeah, they're, they're made up of, of many different light beings. I like to call them light beings versus aliens because aliens has this stigma, but we're talking about the same thing. Unless it's ET. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> um, but they, their purpose is to help humanity ascend. And grow. And so there's more people now that are being able to connect with the various different types, whether they be Pleiadians, Andromedans, Arcturians, uh, Syrians. Like, oh boy, I'm gonna have to types. have you back for these. Yeah. Um, there, there's lots of different ones. And it's funny, I was just, I did a whole session last night on my cosmic consciousness circle just on Syrians. So I love that we're talking about it today. Um, and yeah, they, they come in as energies and they don't desire to come in to scare people the whole like gray aliens and you know abductions and testing and all that like that wasn't a part of the galactic federation of light um that was more nefarious stuff but that's not really happening as much anymore so again they step in to help humanity evolve which they are currently doing now so were they ever embodied in human form uh, yeah, many of them were, because if we go on that idea, um, we are also deeply connected to the stars as well. And if, if people are open to the idea of multiple lives, right, if we're talking past lives, future lives, multiple lives, nine times out of 10, you probably won't have only human lives. Majority of people might have dominant amount of human lives, but they also may have lives in different places, which is why there are some people on the planet that just don't feel they fit on planet Earth and they're constantly drawn to the stars and they don't jive here and they don't understand it because it's a dense polarity compared to the other higher ascended civilizations. You talk about our planet's ascension. Mm -hmm. What exact, are you talking about the, the areas of technology, wellness, consciousness? And, and is, why is, that why does it feel like there is such polarity? Like it feels like there's a whole group of, of light, 3D light 
workers who are Mm -hmm. pushing those pieces. But then it it also feels like there's sort of like the dark underbelly of those same pieces, right? Like technology is Mm -hmm. amazing and it's moving forward, but there's a lot of darkness and there's a lot of um, like problems with it simultaneously. So can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I can explain to the best of my understanding. Um, Again, I, I am a human in embodiment here understanding the pieces from them, right? So that's why I can give you my best knowledge. Um, so there, on Earth, we have polarity of light and dark because we're very much in 3D. And we can ascend when we balance it. And light and dark, I don't even mean bad and good. I mean opposites, like left and right brain hemisphere, right? So if we even talk left and right brain. So left brain, which is our logical, linear process-oriented brain, as you know, has been measured at 11 bits per second processing speed, okay? The right brain, which is curvilinear, expressive, creative, has been measured at 14 billion bits per second processing speed. So that's where we access all kinds of stuff, but we can't access it unless the left brain says, yes, go for it. I give you the go ahead. Because left brain by around the age of 12, and you would probably know this better than me, um, already kind of has its foundation of what is possible and what isn't, right? And so when we have a balance of both hemispheres in the brain, we have a balance of science, technology, linear organization with expression, creativeness, metaphysics, spirit, and harmony. And when we mend the two and blend the two, we have a balanced union of wholeness. And that's what we want. We don't want one over the other. So it's not about everybody becoming... Uh, channelers to channel ETs all day long or anything like that. But it's also not about simply uh, living by the rules of Western medicine. Right. Yeah, right. Materialistic. materialistic. It has to merge both. And the clashes are happening when any one side is dominant. Just like we can take feminism, mm-hmm. although women deserve equal rights, when it becomes too dominant, it becomes almost a patriotic uh, patriotic. Uh, aggressive energy that they were trying to oppose in the first place. Right. It has to be union between masculine and feminine, left and right brain union, light and dark union, math and metaphysics union. Right. And so what's happening on earth right now is between these two crazy polarities, there's an attempt to balance the scales and harmony. And that's when there's ascension. So if we go back into the ancient days of Egypt, when it was the golden age, or even the ages of Atlantis and Lemuria, there was for a time balanced harmony of both. And it was when one took over the other that we fell again into the dark ages and had to start again. Are we falling into the dark ages now? No, we're rising now. We are? Why does it not feel that way? Oh, because it's not easy to rise. It's it's not easy to rise. But the neat thing that I saw was um, they were showing me how Mother Earth as her own entity, if we could put it that way, right? Like just like we are entities on Earth, the Earth is an entity within all the cosmic planets and galaxies, right? As above, Mm -hmm. so below. Just like our cells are little entities within a being, right? Mm -hmm. So Mother Earth herself um, has decided there isn't going to be a backwards uh, movement. We're not going to fall again. It's like a zip tie. You can't go backwards. And so there's a huge push and decision between earth and the cosmic energies to make humanity ascend. So there's like a squeeze happening. Mm-hmm. And in that squeeze, it's forcing out the polarities to try and create a wholeness, which 
I really feel we're going to get there, but the the piece that really makes it such a wild card is free will. And obviously we're meant to have free will on this planet. It's our birthright, absolutely. But free will dictates the speed at which humanity ascends, whether we decide to stick with fear and oppression and control-based energies or compassion, love, and creative-based energies. And that is up to everybody, right? Like we can only control ourselves and our ripple. Right, right. So it, it's, it's moving in that direction, but it moves like the stock market mm. moves, right? Up and down and up and down and up and down, but in an upward trajectory. And how did, how did these beings explain to you this past year? Okay, so 2020 um, was all about going over a waterfall that they called it. And it was a waterfall into, it was a free fall dive. Like and they said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they said, you can either choose to jump off or you may have to be pushed. If you jump, you get to choose your pencil dive. If you get pushed, you may flail and hit harder. But in the bottom, you're going to churn in the darkness. But if you surrender, you will pop up and come to the side and we'll be there waiting. And that all represents us going inwards to ourselves and discovering who we are, what we're about, what truths resonate with us. Because they said, you need to find your truth point, that feeling when something is truthful or not. Because where we're going, you're going to need to know what's true based on you, not everything you see external. And I remember them saying that February, March, April. And I was like, okay, interesting. And when I see where things are at now with the polarity we're seeing in media, pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, pro-government, anti-government. Pro-mask, anti-mask. I mean, everything is pro-anti, pro-anti. Yeah. And we're really being called to go into that point of truth, what resonates within to find what is right for us. And so 2020 was about throwing people basically off the waterfall um, to try and help them hurry up to find some truth points and get rid of some junk and garbage they had within of triggers and traumas and um, so that they could come to a place of peace to navigate these next several years. And I love that because for me, it's about what's true to you. Yeah. Like where you hold that truth. And it's yeah. interesting because I don't want to get into like pro anti anything mm -hmm. because that's not really what this podcast about is about. But in my own exploration around all of this, I really like got the most comfortable when I found experts that I felt like I could trust and mm -hmm. I could listen and take in the information and mm -hmm. digest it and come to my own level of comfort with it and yeah. then make a decision from there. Yeah, and it, and I ha you ha you sort of have to shut out all the noise in any in anything you're dealing with. But I think mm -hmm. that the way that we think about this specific situation just like illuminates all of that, right? And really mm -hmm. forces us to to look at ourselves and look at our own truth. And that's mm -hmm. where I think the psychology always comes in. You know, I always say that the most spiritual thing that you can do is to know yourself, oh, and that absolutely. And that that's where these two come together so beautifully and so incredibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I agree. Wow. This was mind blowing. 
We, t- we touched you. on a lot of things. I know. It was so yeah. fun. I didn't know where it was going to go. I'm so excited it went this way. Yeah. Um, if people want to know more about your work, I might want to have you back on to talk about some of Love these to. other entities if you're comfortable doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. So um, people can find me at avalonspirit.com. Uh, that really is the portal to everything. Um, my book is on there. Uh, you can also find me the Jeanette Viral podcast on iTunes, uh, Podbean and YouTube. Um, as well as on Facebook, we have an Avalon Spirit Facebook group. So anybody can join there or you can find me as Jeanette Viral Medium on Instagram and Facebook as well. So well, thank you so much, Jeanette. I really, really appreciate you enlightening us today. This was this was a really cool conversation. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we went Galactic Federation here. I am too. I love that you asked it. I, I was, that's fantastic. So. My listeners are probably like, what is she keeping from us? What are you keeping from us? I do my research, people. I do my research. Um, awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Thank you. Wonderful. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. <laughs>